Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Number two of Oilers now. It's Brendan Escott in today for Bob Stoffer. He is with the Oilers on their way to Montreal, where they'll start a three-game Eastern road trip. Montreal, then Ottawa, then Washington, and then the All-Star break next weekend. So, you know, a couple pretty winnable games there right out in front of you. Maybe, uh, obviously, a lot stiffer of a test waiting in Washington. But those first two, especially with Evander Kane likely to suit up, up. I would suggest that those are games you should probably take care of. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Still to come today, plenty of time for your reaction to the Kane signing. And boy, it is mixed on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. That's how you have your say. Ashley Fine Floors, get the new floors you've always wanted 143rd Street 111th Avenue open Monday to Saturday Uh, guests of Oilers now receive gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town every meal is an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse so the we'll get your James H. Brown injury report to coming up around the corner, but it is Stollery Radiothon Day. We're getting your donations and getting stories out there so that you understand the importance of this facility and those that it serves. So with that in mind, uh, another story for you. We're in a power hour for CTL Canada. Make sure you're tuned in and ready to donate. StolleryRadiothon.com or 780-407-KIDS. Pleased to be joined on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline by Isabel, who is the mother of Amber. And uh, Amber uh, now living with chronic pain. Isabel is basically the uh, the simplest way to put it, but I'd love for you to sort of describe the journey that you've been on uh, with Amber and how it's tied into the Stollery Children's Hospital. Hi, um, my name's actually Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, um, hi, Amanda. I appreciate having you on here. I've got Isabel listed on my piece of paper. So sorry about that, but Amanda, the floor, the floor is absolutely yours. Yeah. So I have Amber. She does um, deal with chronic pain. She has six complex medical conditions that are all considered to be rare in their own right, and it is an ongoing roller It's an ongoing roller coaster. Amber's here with me. She's fourteen. And, uh, yeah, we are at the Stollery a minimum of once a week for treatment. Uh, that doesn't include any of our doctor's appointments and all of our therapies. So those are two to three a week, depending on the week. We've had multiple admissions, more emergency visits than I care to count, more IV pokes than I think either of us can count, although we tried one day. And, yeah, it's, it's an <laughs> ongoing roller coaster. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. And the uncertainty, I mean, I know your story began when she was just 10 years old and it seems like there was a long journey to figuring out uh, the root cause or the different root causes of the of the chronic pain for Amber. That in and of itself, not having those answers and the, the you know, anxiety that comes along with something like that. Can you sort of take us inside that experience for you and, and just how supportive, I guess, the Stollery would have been in, in navigating that? with you yeah absolutely it it has been a ride I mean she got her first diagnosis somewhere around 10 or 11 years of age but going back we we knew that there was something going on from about 10 months of age so that's really like a over nine years that it took to to get some form of answers and the stollery has just been this magical place for us where I, we have seven different specialists that work out of the out of the stallery, and each of them feels like part of our home now. We trust them so much. They've given us so many answers. They've made her life make so much more sense to us. Um, and it's just it is it is a constant battle with anxiety, both for her and for us as her parents and her brother. It's um, it's it's a very different experience and it's very bittersweet when you find out what is going on with your child it's validating on the one hand because it gives you insight into like okay this is why things have been happening and then it's also devastating because you know that their life isn't going to be what you anticipated it being and that's something you have to wrestle with and come to terms with and it's a it's a progress or a process, rather. Yeah, and I wonder, Amanda, I mean, as far as things that can sort of ease that, you talk about the team of specialists that's really become, you know, part of the family there. When did that team start to come together? And, you know, I'm just wondering, we do these days and we generate the funds, and it sounds like that might actually be a case where, you know, some of the funding maybe was able to put together this team for you guys, and there's some marked results in your life as, you know, I, I would imagine that things are a lot easier for Amber to negotiate now that you do have such a support network there yeah definitely i mean you know every day is a new day and so we don't know kind of what each day is going to look like she has really good days she has really terrible days um and it depends on on where she's at mentally emotionally physically all of it so when we when we saw our first specialist i mean the first specialist we ever saw at the salary was back when she was a toddler um but when we saw our first specialist around that 10 or 11 years of age, it was it was a bit of a domino effect. It was like, hey, I think this might be going on. And I'm wondering, I'm going to refer you to this other person because I think that there might be a coexisting condition here. And so then we would get that referral and then we'd go see a new person and then they'd be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm referring you to this other person. And so the network was invaluable for us we went from having what we thought was going to be one specialist like i said to this huge team and it wasn't even necessarily always the doctors sometimes it was the nurses like we had our neurology nurse was the one who said i need i need you to go see the the pulmonary team i used to work with them and i feel like you need to go see them so she got us reconnected with them so it's like everybody just works together and tries to make things the absolute best that they can be.
And just to wrap up here, Amanda, you know, you talk about Amber's journey and just the, the you know, I wonder the the network of experienced and empathetic i wonder if there's a different level of empathy when it's coming from you know the stollery children's hospital in particular and and it's just i think the extra level that the caregivers would want to go for you know the kids and and watching these individual stories and again i just love how you say that the team of experts has sort of become part of the family because i imagine that it's it's just such a long uh, interwoven and ongoing thing but the the support and the validation that you guys feel in particular from being a part of the community that is the stollery can you just talk a little bit about that yeah, for sure. Amber and I are both sitting here nodding as you're talking. <laughs> you want to talk about the 2D nurses and how much they care for you? Oh, my God, the 2D nurses are amazing. Yeah, the 2D nurses are amazing. That's where we go for treatment every week. And even, you know, we're always assigned one nurse, and yet all of them come by to check in and to see how she is. And if she's having a really bad day, they come and give her comfort and all bring her blankets and water and everything. It's It's just there is this level of empathy and it's so reassuring as a parent that when you take your child in because nobody wants to go in and that when you Mm -hmm. take your child in it is going to be a, a place to go and then having the community has been so reassuring for me as a parent i i have this team of other parents that i can talk to some of who have similar diagnoses that they're dealing with some of who have entirely different ones and yet we all have this mutual respect and understanding for each other and i i never anticipated to be so grateful yeah, and, and hey, with Amber here on the phone as well, I'd, I'd like to get your just a quick thought from you, Amber, on, on your experience and, and the friendliness of the staff and just, you know, being a kid that's gone through an awful lot and, and feeling better as a result of the help that you received. Well, I would say a lot of the doctors are probably amazing, most of them. Uh, we've had at least, like, maybe two doctors that we didn't love. <laughs> but they're all really nice and they're really supportive and um when they don't know something they're like uh we don't know so i mean some doctors will be like uh we don't know so they should go see another person but our doctors are like we don't know we'll try figuring it out yeah we like that they're really honest with us they don't yeah. pretend to yeah. know the answers yeah and, and get the help that you actually need right yeah yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. I'm so glad to hear that you're doing better and, and we'll keep pushing this the rest of the day. And is there anything that you would like to say with regard to, uh, you know, appreciation for the listeners and, and the donations that have been coming in today? Uh, we just appreciate it so much. You know, the the donations go so far. And whether you ever have to go to the stallery because your child broke an arm or you have a stay there, it is a place that they will do their very best to help you and every penny counts. Amber and Amanda, thank you both so much. I wish you all the best of luck uh, on this journey and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, guys. This is Chorus Radiothon Day. Again, the number to donate, 780-407-KIDS, 780-407-5437. You can do the one-time donation. You can become a monthly donor. You could really be the change at the Stollery. They're talking about programs for the kids, pet therapy, music therapy, renovating the community area for the kids to play in. There's a lot of big projects percolating right now. They need you to help. You got another 12 minutes or so for CTL Canada to match your donation up to $15,000. That's incredible. That is going to be difference making. We'll come back on Oilers now with Sportsnet Spec, Mark Spector. Some thoughts on Evander Kane and Oilers colors. Today is the 23rd annual Chorus Radiothon. Supporting the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. On 630 Chad. Oilers now with Brendan Escott. Text Stollery to 45678. You can get in as a one-time donor of $10, $15, $20, or what they're really looking for this year is monthly donors. And if you can afford it, you know, $10 a month goes plenty far enough to fund a program like pet therapy so they can bring puppy dogs in around the uh, in around the children's bed there at the Stollery or any number of projects. All of it for a great cause. All of it trying to improve the quality of life of kids that are going through way, way too much. Hey, Oilers fans have been through, uh, they've been through it. And the latest signing is definitely going to push them a lot closer to the playoffs, certainly this year, than uh, they may have been tracking for prior to Evander Kane signing a one-year, it's going to pay him $2.1 million-ish by the time the signing bonus is all worked out and that sort of thing. And, hey, hotly discussed, let's bring aboard uh, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting live standard bread racing each Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino, post-time at 1.15. Spec. I'll just open it up to you, my friend. I mean, I I think that he's a player who on the ice is going to bring absolutely everything this Oilers team's been lacking off the ice. I guess we'll see. What do you think? What do you think of Kane in Edmonton? Well, you know, I think his history, like I, you know, I'm a big history guy. What, have you, what happened the last time we tried this? And when San Jose acquired him at the deadline from Buffalo back in 18, he was a pending unrestricted free agent. And he really was productive for San Jose and he was very good from the trade deadline on through the right through the end of the season in the playoffs and fit in so well and everyone was so happy with him they signed him to a seven-year deal so you know if that's our window of experience on this player I have no reason to he if anything he's probably more in need of of career uh, rehab here uh, today than he was in 18 so my thinking is that he will, you know, I think he's smart enough to keep his nose clean and to good enough to be productive. And there's probably a pretty good player on the ice for the orders between now and however long this season goes, Brendan. And that's, that's the on ice portion. And that's really what most orders fans would care about. I would say. Yeah, I think you're right on that front. Now, I've, I read the article and the line here that says, if Genghis Khan had wheels and a decent wrist shot, he'd be welcome here too. And I think that that's not indicative. Uh, you know, it's, I, I guess the whole group to me right now 
has to be just laser focused on on winning you know like at any given time in any given season here I'm starting to pick up the pattern that the roof could cave in because that's the nature of of the fandom of this team right but you got an opportunity to make a move to add a player that really brings a everything that you were lacking to this point and I think you probably have to assume some of that risk and and that's exactly what we're seeing right now um but I think that because of the direction of the team, some of the personalities that are already there, is, I, I get that he blends really well with people that would rather just play hockey than than talk to the media afterwards in that sense. So maybe he is a really good fit with this group. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, listen, again, I'll, I'll go back to history. The history on Evander Kane is, is not blending well with teammates. The history of Evander Kane is, you know, and any group of 25 or a traveling party of 30 people with an NHL team. There's lots of little rules. There's lots of rules. There's a lot of things everyone has to do the same way. And his history is the rules don't apply to Evander Kane. Maybe it's different now. Maybe it's going to change in Edmonton. But they didn't, you know, when everyone else had to wear a suit in Winnipeg, he wore a track suit, right? When everyone else was expected to get to practice early in Buffalo, he walked in the door six minutes before practice, slapped his gear on, and went out and practiced. So... You know, his. If you're saying to me that his his thing is getting on good with people, I'm not saying everybody hasn't liked him. But in terms of the the mat the the machine that is a National Hockey League team, you can have one guy that plays by his own rules because, it, you know, there's if you're if, if if how would I say if one guy breaks the rules. Everyone else in the team says, well, wait a second, why am I living by the rules if that guy gets to break them? And then the leadership is responsible to rein that guy in, and that's the next step. So the leadership tries to rein him in, and if they can't rein him in, then the rest of the team looks at their leadership and says, well, I mean, nice work, leaders. You're not reining this guy in. And that's where it starts to fall apart. It's about it's about guys all abiding by the same rules on the same hockey team, and that has not been historically a strength of Vander Kane. Let's hope for the sake of the orders that it is a strength of his here in Edmonton. I think the situation for him is is pretty cut and dry. You listen to Elliot Friedman say that this is his last kick at the can in the NHL. Realistically, who else would take a chance on this player at this point? You get yourself in a situation where, you know, I, I just look at it and I think if there was actual bidders out there in terms of Washington or Carolina or the two Florida teams, you know, he would have had as good a, a, a chance at team success there as anywhere else. He comes up here, obviously, because he wants to pad the individual stats alongside one of the two superstars and get himself a bigger contract in the next year. So is that enough motivation for this player to keep it on the straight and narrow in the meantime? I, I suppose the next three months or four months will indicate that. Well, listen, this is the big, you know, this is the big, uh, the point here that I think about, Brandon, is take the player for four months because he's a good player. Like this, you know, we can all discuss what we thought of his press conference today and was he contrite enough and you know did he did he kind of try to blame everybody else for this what he calls a narrative around him and it takes two to tango and everyone in this room has made mistakes well I'll tell you right now everyone in this room hasn't made the kind of mistakes he's made pal so let's be clear on that Uh, we can debate all that that's up for debate what's not up for debate is he's a really really good player and he's exactly the kind of player Edmonton needs. They need to get tougher. They need to get more aggressive. They need to get better in a forecheck. And they, everybody who has a good centerman like 
McDavid and Drysaddle needs a guy that can snipe it like Kane. So there's no debate that he helps your team win on the ice. Here's the, the point of contention for me. Let's cut to the chase. You can bring him in now. You can play him for four months, and you can reap the benefits and take the risks of that. The big fail is don't be San Jose, right? Don't on July 1st say, ah, this guy's been great. I'm going to sign into a three-, four-year deal. San Jose did that and absolutely regretted it. It was a bad, bad scene in San Jose. So the trick here is to have some self-control. And I'm going to ask you, Brendan, you know, what happens on July 1st if Ken Holland says, you know what, I'm not signing this guy. I'm not going to do what Doug Wilson did. And then Connor McDavid says, well, geez, Kenny, he just had 18 goals in the last half of the season playing next to me. We're signing this guy, aren't we? What happens then? Uh, Connor McDavid better know how to manage a salary cap a lot better than Ken Holland, if that's the case. Because there's, <laughs> you know, Kane gets 15 goals, Mark. They're, he's not signing for pennies on the dollar, right? Like this is pennies on the dollar right now. So I don't see a future for him in Edmonton past this season. Uh, but let's see what it looks like while he's here. As far as I'm concerned, could be fun. Could be a lot to write about. Probably will. Interesting. Way. It will Mark, be I got interesting it. for sure. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, it will be. I wish I had more time with you. i got a bolt for the news here, my friend, but we'll catch up with you next week, okay? All right. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. That's Mark Spector for the Horses. Horse Racing Alberta. They've got live standard bred racing each Saturday at Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Post time, 1.15. Reminder, guests of this show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. They're open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations featuring Japanese A5 Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. Let's do the injury report right now while we have a chance. We'll reset the uh, the lineup or projected lines, I suppose, for tomorrow night's or tomorrow afternoon's action against Montreal. We'll get Bob's projected lines. And yes, Evander Kane is involved. But right now, the uh, James H. Brown injury report. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Tyson Berry, upper and lower body injuries. He's out day-to-day right now, as is goaltender Mike Smith working his way way back from that partially torn thumb tendon and you probably saw Nathan McKinnon get blown to pieces in the middle of the ice by Taylor Hall he has a concussion and a broken nose now as a result they'll evaluate his timeline after the weekend off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell I promised you a chance for you to have your say get those texts in 780-496-0063 Kane is an oiler I want to know what you think we'll get to that after this Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.